And we're back for another episode of Startup Hustle, a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. If you want to start, own, or build a business, then you're in the right place. We bring you the real truth about what it's like to take something from concept to launch, from growth, innovation, experience, failing, or winning big, we've got you covered. So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io. And we're back, back for another episode of Startup Hustle. Matt DeCourcy here to have another conversation I'm hoping helps your business grow. Have you heard of South by Southwest? So many people have, and I think so many of them that have know one thing about it and don't know other things about it. And there's a whole lot you probably should know about it, including why entrepreneurs love the event. Now, this is something that occurs, at, well, most years, I guess we should say the last couple have been a little non-standard and I'm going to, I've got an amazing organizer from the show and festival here today before I introduce him and talk more about how, uh, maybe about whether Austin's weird or not anymore. Yes, a city that once had a slogan of keep Austin weird. Uh, but quick reminder that today's episode of Startup Hustle is brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. That's my company, people. Go to, so go to Fullscale.io. We can help you build a team of software developers and once again, do it quickly and easily. With me today, I've got Hugh Forrest and Hugh is the Chief Programming Officer for South by Southwest. If you want to learn more about the festival, go to, yeah, I'm going to spell it out, sxsw.com. You know, the easiest thing is just go down to the show notes and click the link. And then you don't even know how, you don't even have to know how to type in four letters into your web browser. So straight out of Austin, Texas, Hugh, welcome to Startup Hustle. Thanks, Matt. It's great to be here. I'm really excited to talk to you about startups and keeping Austin weird and everything in between. <laughs> well, and, and maybe we'll debate that. But, you know, uh, as part, I like to start all my conversations with a your backstory. And I'd like to know a little bit about, about Hugh and also about your history with South by Southwest. Uh, so I have been at South by Southwest way, way too long. I, um, uh, started at the event in way back in the dark ages of 1989. Um, I was the first employee, uh, and at that point we were a music only event. Um, so that's something like 30 years. Um, my origin story, and we know that origin stories are, uh, there's a degree of truth and a degree of, uh, of uh, <laughs> narrative and fabrication. I got hired at South by Southwest because I had a computer and a printer and they did not. So uh, it was a, nice. always a valuable lesson in the importance of having the right hardware at the right time. And that computer was a Mac Plus, which, you know, um, <laughs> if we think of the power or lack thereof of a Mac Plus in 2022, you know, there you go. But th that was relative state of the art way back when. So I, I didn't realize that you had that deep a history and congratulations on having the computer that you needed to get the job. Um, you know, for those of you listening, keep in mind, always keep your 1989 Mac around because you never know when that's going to be useful. I think it was the printer that did it probably. 
And that was probably like dot matrix that probably had the little strips on the side of it and everything. Uh, right? No, 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 Matt, you're wrong. It was like a, one of, it was the original laser writer plus it weighed uh, about 500 pounds. So yeah. you doubled as your weightlifting exercise that evening. Yeah. I actually kept it in a storage facility in Portland, Oregon up until like four months ago. And then I finally took it to the dump. So it, it is, uh, it had a long life, but it is now gone to printer heaven. That was high technology in 89, man. I was, uh, as, as, you were, as, as you were mentioning that, it's funny because I've been making fun of myself lately for how old I'm getting. And I was 14 in 1989. So I wasn't exactly like, I wasn't a baby at that point either. But yeah, I was trying to figure out if the floppy disk was still floppy in 1989. That's what I was thinking. It was right on the cusp. I yeah, know that right was pretty close. Cusp. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's part of how uh, us older folks on the show we will compare ourselves to what stage the floppy disk was at, and 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 maybe in the last fifteen years, uh, which iPhone model was out at the time. So yeah, good, it's, yeah, uh, good, good yeah. benchmarks there, exactly. Totally. Well, the good news is, is I got my job at full scale also because I had some equipment. So we have that in common. Yeah. Um, it was mainly stuff I couldn't get rid of from another business that I had exited. So I was like, yeah, I've got some desks and computers and it's less stuff. I'm sitting at one of them right now. So there you go. All right. So South by Southwest, like you mentioned, it's, you know, so when I originally think about it, I think, and for those of you that are listening, I worked in, in and around the music industry and also in live and ticketing for those 15 years of my much younger life. And when I think about South by Southwest, I think about the festival, the music festival, at what point did it begin to evolve? Um, and this is a pretty big event. I mean, I, I, you guys get like a massive, massive number of people that come into Austin just for this. But at what point did it turn into more than just a music festival? Well, it start, you're absolutely correct. We start, When South by Southwest started in 1987, it was entirely a music conference and a music festival. Um, it was patterned after this thing in New York called the New Music Seminar. And um, it made sense to be focused on music um, in Austin in the 80s because the music scene here was really strong, man. It's strong now, but but really strong then. Um, in 1994, we added what was then a combined multimedia and film event. Um, and, you know, multimedia was the cutting edge word then. Yeah. And we were, you know, it wasn't floppy disk so much as it was uh, CD-ROMs. Um, and then we, after a year, we kind of separated those events into two separate events, uh, a multimedia event and a film event. And eventually that multimedia event transitioned into interactive. But um, what's interesting in, in light of, you know, our, our world of 2022 and, and the last few years is because I had had this... <laughs> Mac Plus computer and this printer, this old 800-pound laser writer plus, uh, I was um, pushed to, you should help run this, manage this uh, multimedia event. And I was like, yeah, I don't really don't know anything about multimedia, but um, I'll try. Sure, that sounds fun. Um, and we really struggled to find our voice with multimedia um, and with interactive. Uh, if we were a startup, you know, we wouldn't have survived but we survived because there was this giant music event that was paying the bills. Um, and what's interesting or why I say that story is that, you know, 20 years later, 25 years later, 
it's certainly more of a become more of a tech event and the tech uh, in many ways supports the music. I mean, tech's the backbone to everything we know at this point. Um, we really, really grew from a tech standpoint uh, in the early to mid, well, mid 2000s when we were at the right place at the right time on social media, various social media things. And people were coming to South by Southwest literally to understand what social media is. That sounds so foreign and seems so foreign to us in 2022 because, hey, social media is everywhere. It's life. But at that point, it was like, wow, you, you get on this thing and you can connect with friends and it's going to be big. So again, we're right place, right time. Had a lot of the early innovators from the social media world. And then, you know, in the last decade, um, uh, or even the last 15 years, we've, we've pushed out into a number of different verticals beyond just music or film or technology. We cover everything from sports to style to food. Um, we have uh, government leaders coming to the event. Uh, we, uh, you know, we, we do health and med tech, we do transportation, all these different verticals. If there is a connective tissue and a connective thread between these different verticals and between where South by Southwest is in 2022 versus where South by Southwest was in 1987, it's, it's the C word, which is creativity. We, we celebrate massive creativity in all its many forms. And that's what we did 35 years ago. That's what we still do now. I appreciate the creativity thing because it's the backbone to anything that it's the backbone and, and, and requirement to anything that occurs that involves genius. Like it's actually, I've, uh, I've been recently mentioning, I've, I've been studying and researching what makes people do genius things. And it's universally believed that without creativity, you don't do genius things. So, uh, you know, that's kind of a pillar of a lot of stuff. And also as entrepreneurs, you know, you got to be creative. I mean, and, and that, and that is a, a very, very uh, interesting, you, you might have to be creative with how you pay your bills. You might have to be creative <laughs> with how you, how you build a product or how you market it or how you handle the shit that comes up along the way. So yeah, man, I am a, I am a, I am a creativity broker on most days and that's a nice way to put it. Good. So yeah, to tie in there, Matt, is that, and particularly given, you know, some of your background is that, um, you know, when we think of entrepreneurs and startups, particularly in 2022, the last few years or whatnot, we tend to think about people in tech, but, you know, uh, bands are entrepreneurs too. Bands totally. are, right? Films are. I say that. I, say, I literally say that. All, we have an episode titled "Bands or Startups Too." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they are anything that does any business or venture or enterprise that does not come with an owner's manual when you start it or a franchise hotline is a startup. And bands are the same way. It's actually uh, why we wrote, wrote. That's why I co-authored a book with Joel Cummins from Humphreys McGee, the realist guide to a successful music career. And the word "realist" is key. Like it literally in the first. It, we clarify right away that you have a better chance of getting hit by lightning than you do of becoming a, a stadium act. Right. And you do, it's actually quite a bit, way more people get hit by lightning every year than perform in front of a stadium full of people, which is kind of an interesting thing, but yeah, it's uh, you know, it, it's bands ha are, I think pioneer so much about 
Well, without music and that kind of creativity, like a lot of things about Apple don't move forward and don't, you know, there's just it's so much of it is, is centric around around that. And, that. and most of the people that I know that do important and meaningful stuff have a musical soundtrack that goes with it. You know, nice. like what they're listening to. I don't mean literally like the music narrating their life, but it is because it's in your earbuds or uh, around you and whatever. And yeah. I think I, I just love that about what you guys are doing down there. Cause I mean, you don't see a lot of times when it's like, Hey, let's bridge our music festival with something. They're like, Hey, technology and startups and entrepreneurs. It's usually like art and paintings and <laughs> like bub bubbles or like, you know, muddy fields full of stinky people after three days out in the heat. So, well, certainly, you know, I, I think that that idea or concept or thought of bridging, you know, makes more sense in our current landscape. You know, when we first added in this multimedia event to this thriving music event, you know, it, it was like, the geeks are on one side of the room, the nerds are over here and the cool people are there. And uh, the cool people were not the, uh, were not the people going to multimedia. They were the bands. They were the, the people with tattoos. They were the people with long hair wearing whatever they want. These guys over here didn't know, you know, quite how to fit in. Um, uh, and I think one of the things that, you know, certainly has changed in the last 15, 20 years and benefited us at South by Southwest a lot is that, you know, it went from being geeks, nerds, however you want to phrase it, being like outcasts to like, they're entrepreneurs. They're kind of rock stars, yep. you know? Yep. <laughs> and yep. um, that became a really cool thing. And that that was certainly one of the many things that pushed our growth at South by Southwest. So I want to stop for a second because we've used the term, and I'm, I'm using air quotes on my audio show right now. Um, <laughs> you say multimedia. Let, can we break that down a little bit? Like what, cause multimedia could be used in so many different contexts. So like when we say we went multimedia, does that, you know, so, and once you find this at the, at the South by Southwest website, and there's a link for that in the show notes, but like there's a, a huge conference and lots of speakers and, you know, according to the internet, so it has to be true in 2019, <laughs> over 400,000 people, traveled to this event and the conference it says the conference just the conference without everything else drew 75,000 people and you had 5,000 speakers yeah it's the internet it's mainly true Matt. come on yeah um, well right kind of like kind of like origin stories right <laughs> Uh, well, to your first part of that multimedia, when we, our definition or our thought or whatever was uh, in 1984 and going back to something you said earlier, that was again, CD-ROMs. That was this idea that, oh, wow, we got this, this disc that's got, you know, you don't need a night, you don't need 20 encyclopedias anymore. You got everything on this disc. This is the coolest thing ever. And this is the future. And that lasted for about, you know, two or three or four years. And then more and more people understood, well, why even worry with this disc when you can, you know, plug your phone line in here and you can uh, get on the internet. And, and um, so hence the, we kind of transitioned the name from multimedia to interactive. Um, uh, but, but again, when we started, um, that was, that was state of the art, the, uh, or relative state of the art, the whole, the whole CD-ROM stuff. Um, you know, the, the, the numbers you mentioned are mainly accurate. We get a ton of people to Austin for South by Southwest. It has a huge, huge economic impact. 
all those things are neat. They're, 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 they're allow me to be on cool shows like this, but at the end of the day, um, you know, South by Southwest is like a hundred other networking events, a thousand other networking events. It's a great place to meet other creative people, make connections, get inspired by what they're doing, find an investor, find a co-founder, find a, you know, someone who can help you with your, with the technical work you need. Um, and if you are strategic in, uh, an approaching an event like South by Southwest or any other networking event, they can, um, these kinds of things can, can be extremely beneficial to your career. And in the case of South by Southwest, you can do that during the day and then you can go out and see some great music at night and have a, uh, adult beverage or two. So how, how do you go about but if you have, I mean, and I, I assume that you have 417,400 ticket stubs because that was accurate, right? No, um, no, that's that, that figure of, of 417,000 or whatever that is. That, that is. And 400. <laughs> 400. That is yeah. some kind they're, of. They're, they're, being, they're very, uh, the internet is very exact and it's in like 50 point font. So it's got to be right. Uh, I don't even know how you'd go about estimating that. So, but, so the question here is, is you look at this big conference and you've got all these people coming in and, you know, if I, I think about how much effort it goes into vetting five guests a week for this show, how do you go about lining up 5,000 speakers? What does that process look like? Well, uh, it's a great question. We, uh, for the last 15 years have had a, process um, that is essentially a, a modified crowdsourcing process for a lot of our content. Um, people, anyone in the interwebs community can enter a speaking proposal and um, the speaking proposal is then posted in an interface. The community votes on the speaking proposal. We have an advisory board that votes on the speaking proposal. We staff rates them. So we'll tend to get in the neighborhood of like 5,000 speaking proposals. And our job is pulling out what we think the best 700 of those are. Um, that's not Okay. So, th so there aren't 5,000 presenters, but maybe more 5,000. And then that gets narrowed down. No, no, they're, 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 the 5,000 figure is, is, Pretty accurate. We'll end up having about a thousand total panels, fifteen hundred total panels. Some of those will have one person on them, uh, more a presentation. Some will have four people on them. So, do the math there, and that that comes out to roughly forty five hundred, five thousand speakers. Got yes. it. Got it. So, one of the things we've we've actually done so many shows about music and and that and and just the whole industry and. Uh, we had uh, Alicia Carlin on, and she works for the, comp the company that does like Electric Forest and a bunch of other stuff. And talking about just the massive undertaking of just like, I, and, and, and for those of you listening, like, I don't think most people really understand how much work it is just to put on a show that 500 people come to, much less like exponentially more. I mean, it is, there is so many moving parts. And if, and we take for granted when it goes well, go watch the fire festival documentary to see what it's like when it doesn't. Cause like for real, like, I mean, I'm surprised, honestly surprised that stuff like that doesn't happen more often. Cause there's so many things that can, they can go South and there, and it is really a testament to entrepreneurship and entrepreneurs being able to pivot. Cause you don't know what's going to happen when you put this many people in a, in a space or, or 
you know, it, it, with each other. So I, I can only imagine the domain knowledge that you guys have acquired um, for a lot of good and bad things along the way. So there's probably a human stupidity hall of fame amongst the people that run that. You're like, oh, you remember, remember in 2011? They're like, oh yeah, that guy or yeah. that group. But, but my, I mean, back to the, the scale issue, Matt, and, and, you know, I, my theory is kind of that, yeah, it's hard to plan an event for five people when you're planning an event or, or planning five speakers a week, when you're planning 500 speakers, it, it does, that doesn't mean it's a hundred times more difficult. It's a little more right. difficult, but it, it doesn't, you know, scale quite that more much. time consuming. I was thinking about it more in, in, in time and I'm sitting there thinking, I was trying to do the math of dividing 5,000 5, by 365 because that's a number we all know immediately. <laughs> but like, if you think about that, like, so I, I think about that in scale. So, you know, my company full scale, I've got uh, 200, almost 250 employees that a few, uh, like several months ago, performed their 1 millionth service hour for clients. And I was like, wow, that's a lot. And then I sat back and I thought about it. I was like, holy shit, that's 125,000 eight hour days. You know, it's like, so you start scaling things up and down and you're like, wow, you know, this is a lot and it's a, it's a time and effort. And, you know, I've gained a new appreciation for scale over this last year with how, how fast and full scale has grown. And we're not even four years old yet. So, mm-hmm. you know, the appreciation for, Hey, we don't have it all figured out today. And then also like the gravity of, so we had recently, all my employees are in most of my, almost all my employees are in the Philippines and they just had a massive typhoon hit the area where our office is and it took us seven days to account for everyone. And like, and it was, first off, that was scary. Um, and really wasn't what we wanted to do the week exactly prior to Christmas. But, you know, at the same time, I, I really gained a lot of like, well, I gained a lot of experience and understanding about, you know, like, I don't kind of having your shit together for when you need to, to do that. So, you know, there's a lot, probably a lot more to, I would imagine a lot more to consider. And I want to talk about how the last couple of years, um, how you guys got through that and how you handled that. And before we get into that, a quick reminder that today's episode of Startup Hustle is brought to you by FullScale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. You don't even have to bring your own computer for that, folks. We provide them for <laughs> our team and help them get running. So you said quickly and affordably, anything we can do to help. But yeah. So, you know, kind of getting back to the, to the, uh, you know, I don't really like to get too deep down the COVID hole. Everyone knows that that occurred. And, but as far as, as live events and musicians and knowing so many of them, like that was one of the, the groups of and industries that I thought just had the worst part of, of all of it. And, and I know, and I know, I, you know, I remember when it first, so March of 2020, I was in the Philippines, but right, right around the time you guys do the festival was right around the time that all this stuff started. So, uh, yeah. for, you know, and for those of us in the United States, this is the first time we'd ever really done anything like that. Now in Asia and the Philippines and over there, they've had the bird flu and all kinds of SARS and a bunch of other stuff. And they were a lot. I, so I was in the Philippines, uh, in, from March 1st through March 20th of 2020, which was, uh, very, uh, very like, I felt like I was two weeks ahead in time because that it was already pretty big over there. But I remember that I remember you guys canceling stuff and then you know, the NCAA tournament, the NBA. And I was like, holy shit, this is getting real in a hurry. But yeah. you know, wh- how did you guys, uh, well, how'd you deal with that? 
uh, it was, it, it certainly is, was, and continues to be, you know, the biggest challenge that we've had in 30 plus years of doing this event. We were, uh, you know, we, we, safety is a huge, huge concern at South by Southwest at this point, given the scale of the event, we had been working very closely with APH, which is Austin public health throughout the month of February, 2020. They, um, you know, said, I think you'll be fine have plenty of hand sanitizer. And then all of a sudden, you know, similar to your story in the Philippines, all of a sudden on about March 1st, things started to change really, really quickly in the U.S. We were canceled by the city of Austin on March 6th. We were one of the first kind of big events in the U.S. to be canceled. And I know that, you know, when, when, headlines or whatever came out that South by Southwest was canceled. I think that was a wake up call for a lot of people that it, it, was, it was a signal flare. I remember that because yeah. that, that, so I was supposed to leave the Philippines on the 14th of March. And so I'm halfway through it and I was like, Oh shit, like this is a big deal. And then it wasn't until like the 12th or 13th when sports leagues concerts, like, so we have a suite at our local venue. It's kind of like the Frank Irwin center, but it's the T-Mobile center here. And, uh, uh, we and we had guests in the suite watching the Big 12 basketball tournament, right. which they canceled the tournament during the the first session. Yeah, like literally, like, hey, folks, um, the rest of the tournament's canceled. <laughs> and foul on you and everyone else get off the everyone else get but off. I mean, but, but let's be real though, like, I mean, and and okay, so we're you know we're a similar or in the same age. Like, I've never experienced anything like yeah. that as an entrepreneur. As an entrepreneur, and you as an as an event. Uh, host and coordinator and all that, you know, you're always getting, you get to deal with some things. You got to pivot and there's always something that's going wrong. And, you know, that's fine. But I've, I mean, never at once in anything as an entrepreneur did I have to make the kind of decisions I had to make and, and prepare the contingencies and just do so much of it. And with, I mean, I felt very, very, for being 45 years old at the time and having a lot of experience, I felt really inexperienced at so much of that. Absolutely. I mean, you know, it it was, we've never, we had never canceled South by Southwest, postponed South by Southwest in 30 plus years, Uh, completely different territory. Um, We immediately had to let go a, a portion of our staff simply because so much of our revenue happens on site during the event and the event didn't happen. Um, like every other business in, in the U S and the world, um, you know, we learned a whole lot real quickly, um, uh, during COVID during the pandemic, uh, you know, uh, gained five years worth of knowledge, five years worth of pivoting in the space of, um, uh, of a year. And I think we're, um, a stronger organization now and better prepared for the future, but yeah, it, it absolutely sucked last year. I mean, so 2020 we did, we, uh, we, we did a few things online, um, kind of dribbled out during the spring last year, 2021, our event was fully online and actually was, uh, you know, probably more successful than what we had anticipated, this year is our first year back for a real world event um, since 2019. So it's, you know, I mean, we had a lot of muscle memory built up. I think that some of that muscle memory is still there, but it's been a while. So it, it, it's going to be great to be back to a real world event, but um, uh, we'll, we'll take a little bit of um, uh, stretching out the legs to, you know, uh, get back in the swing of things. Too many sports analogies there. <laughs> 
Well, no, that's okay. As we, as we refer to live music, that's definitely appropriate. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, you know, music has been such a big part of my life and it's a passion of mine. That's part of why I, you know, go out of the way to do shows, uh, with, uh, about bands being startups. And I, I think it's, it's such an interesting, uh, form of entrepreneurship. So in the vein of that, what do you think is the, it, like, what's, what are some of the more difficult things when it comes to, you know, running music or festival type events? Well, I think that, you know, uh, to, to, to some of the discussion already, it's ultimately, um, so many logistics, um, and, the, 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 if there's a secret to South by Southwest growth, it's that we've done this for 30 years and, and each year we've grown a little, gotten a little better, learned from our mistakes the previous years. And that allowed us to get, um, that, that incremental growth allowed us to get pretty big. Again, that, that was that, that 30 years of growth in a, in a real world didn't help us a whole lot in an online world, but, um, it, it helped us get to where we are now. Um, certainly some of the biggest challenges in terms of logistics, whether it's music festival or whether it's the conference stuff we do, panels, presentations, keynotes is just scale. And the, that, um, the, the kinds of challenges you face with scale with crowds, um, whether they're safety challenges, whether they're logistic challenges, whether they're room challenges, those are, um, those are uh, the kinds of kinds of issues we um, uh, are, are spending a lot of our time working on as we move forward for the 2022 event. When you when you mention growth from a mistake or something like that, do you have do you have some, you don't have to you know be too revealing, but do you have <laughs> do you have a some, you know like a, I I think that well first off when listeners reach out and hey folks I'm easy to get a hold of and and I reply most of the time so um, but you know I get a lot of feedback people I think people learn more from some of that and sometimes I look back I I just wear all my failures as like a badge at this point, I like to make fun of myself, but it's, uh, yeah, I think that there's more to be learned. There's more to learn from, from the failure side of it, whether you're someone sharing what they learned, you know, part of the mission statement of this podcast is to help people avoid and not do all the dumb shit that we did along (laughs) the way. I mean, it really is. And, and, you know, here it's a completely untrackable metric because, you know, there's no way to, there's no conversion rate on that. There's no click through, there's nothing. You know, but, uh, you know, I think that it's, you know, preventative, but I'm always, I'm always curious to hear some of the things that, that people have done things like, okay, you guys are, this is a premier worldwide festival. And, you know, you mentioned it starting in 87, um, you know, there have to be some things that you look back at now and either, either you say, I can't, we, I can't believe we thought that would work or wow. Uh, how did that not work? Yeah, I mean, there there's so many of those stories. They're they're, um, uh, they're a either hard to remember or b uh, the lawyers won't let me tell you. No, I'm teasing a little bit there, but I mean, I am certainly a strong believer in in what you're saying here. That that um, 
in whatever we do in life and particularly what we do as entrepreneurs and founders that, um, you know, your, your mistakes help you get to the next spot. And, and certainly, um, you know, a lot of the things that, that we did and that I did in the earlier years of South by Southwest were mistakes that paved the way to get a lot better. Now, when we're, we've been lucky enough to grow, um, and become this, you know, worldwide global international event it's we have to be a lot more careful about our mistakes now um, because we're front and center you know when we started there wasn't a youtube that you would your mistakes would get broadcast to everybody so the the stakes are 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 more difficult but but you know we're always uh uh even with the experience we have we're always uh you know learning from some of the things we didn't do well and I, i i and sometimes asked by uh, podcasters that are nowhere near as good as you, Matt, like, why do you keep doing this thing? And I'm always like, I do it because we made this mistake this year. And if we ever did it all right and everything was right, it would be mic drop and I'd be out of there. But I want to run, run one where, you know, we don't have that one crucial dumb mistake. We're like, I cannot believe I did that and thought that would do well. So um, fortunately, most attendees uh, I think you're you're more aware of your own mistakes than most of your audience or your community or your attendees are, but it's still something that you know will stick in my craw and like, gosh, I can't believe we did that. Got to try that again and do it better next time. You just subtly subtly admitted that you're never going to be able to retire from the festival because <laughs> if you're if you're waiting for the time when it all went well, like, good luck, dude. Like. And if it happens, come back on the show because that's big news. That's what we, that's what we can all learn from. Now, you know, I, I, I've learned. Okay, there's two things. I, I'm often heard saying, "Hey, if I've, I, I've I've learned two things. I've literally only learned two things in 47 years, close to 47 years." But um, there's no such thing as a business without problems, and there's no such thing as software without bugs. Like it's just the way it goes. And there's certain things just the way it is. It's now where, where, where you show and shine and define yourself as a leader of, uh, and all of it is how you react to the problems. And, you know, that's right. So the, for those of you listening, like, like, look, the idea that you're, that you're going to do it, that it's going to be perfect. And I, I remember when I was, I was probably 26 years old and, uh, I was 27 years old and I was work at that point, I mentioned working in the music industry, I was, uh, just become a manager at a chain that sold musical instruments. And, uh, I had a great mentor and boss at the time who had, had and I called him up and I was frustrated because I managed 15 locations. And I was like, I just can't get all these stores to have a good month in the same month. And he laughed out loud. He was like, dude, come on, you never will. Like just the whole matter of factness of it. And I was like, huh. Okay. But I, I always remember how that, how that stuck out. Cause I was, it was, I, it, let's give my, I'm giving myself a sticker for the ambition and the hope. And then also taking it back for the naivety that, you know, that everything's going to fire on all cylinders. And by the way, if it does, you need to just be prepared for what's going to happen next. Cause that's never sustainable. It's just the way it goes. Yeah. yeah. It's a, it's really the truth. So yeah, it, we say that a lot, you know, it's, you, you'll hear me say, Oh my, it's always something. Uh, but, and it is, but it's okay. It's kind of where it goes. Your um, concept or thought about how it's how you react. I, I, absolutely. And I think, you know, um, particularly 
I mean, with, with everything we do or all kinds of pursuits, but particularly within the event industry, um, you know, you're, you're, your entertainment in a, in a way you're, you're smoking mirrors. The, 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 um, most of your attendees don't know what's behind the curtain. They don't know that, that yeah. uh, there's, it's often being held up by, you know, masking tape and Pop, bailing pops, wire. Popsicle stick. Yes, and exactly. String. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you're, you know, I constantly tell my staff this, which is another way of telling myself this is that, you know, if you project confidence that, that, that masking tape is going to hold, you know, your audience is going to believe you by and large. If you yep. uh, are, you know, worried and nervous and and not confident, they're going to pick up on that vibe also. So, uh, you know, one of the things that that we talk a lot about at this time of the year when we're right about to go into South by Southwest is, you know, get some rest, project confidence, have fun. The audience is going to, the community, the people coming to the event are going to pick up off that vibe and they're going to have fun. If you're freaked out, if you're, you know, um, grumpy, if you're tired, if you're uh, upset about something, they're going to pick up on that too. And they're going to not have a great time. So, you know, it's all show business one way or another, right? The keys to having a good time though. I mean, it is like, like just get over yourselves people and get over the fact, like, look, uh, no one cares about you as much as you accept that and then have a good time with it. You know? And I think that uh, I've seen that change. I, my, my perception of that delivery, it's kind of like, well, uh, okay, so I'll give you a little uh, uh, flashback before we hit the record button. And I'm like, hey, Hugh, we're going to have a conversation. We're going to talk. Like, you can say whatever you want. We publish this shit warts and all. But that, but that is, that's, that's where the good stuff comes out. And I think that so much about presenting, performing, and the knowledge transfer is let's get away from, it's not necessarily an act, be yourself. And that's where you're going to, that's where you're going to perform the best. That's where you're going to resonate the most. And you also have to understand and accept the fact that no matter how brilliant you are at everything I just mentioned, there's going to be someone out there that doesn't like it. So, and that's okay. That is okay. Like all day, every day. In fact, in some, on some days and in some ways, the more people that don't like it means you're doing better. Like, it's really true. Like make them hate you because you're so fucking good at it. It's the way it goes. So, all right. Now, it, so, so know, Matt, before we, your, your uh, band thesis and whatnot, I mean, do you see, uh, um, given all the people you've interviewed in, uh, over the years and, and whatnot, it, it, do you see that as a through line of, of people going from music into tech and, and using the skills they, they, uh, they, they, they used in, in, in performing and creating there to translating that into, to uh, other mediums? Yes and no. Um, if it's on like a level that, uh, I think that there's a ton of people I know, including like, okay, so Andrew Morgan's, I'm not the only host of Startup Hustle. We've turned this into a network about a year and a half ago. Now, Andrew was a lot a musician, like an actual performer in a band for several years. Um, I think that a ton of people I'm around and, and exposed to and work with and even work at our company were in that mold. And, you know, like the thing is, is like for real, like, you know, music is not a sustainable uh, career for a ton of people. Now I mentioned writing a book about the industry. Part of what, what we did with that is, so I had a very successful career in the, in the music industry, but I, I, I was never on a stage performing. I'm a, I'm a hack. 
I am not good. I do have the voice of an angel, but I, <laughs> but I don't do anything else well with that, including dance. And I have a face made for radio, all of that. But I had a really great career working for Roland in the end, you know, and I started, I was a manager. I uh, managed a, a, a part, a section of about 15 different stores and I got to travel around and do a lot of cool stuff. And, you know, when I worked for Roland, which is like a marquee job in the music industry on the music instrument side, um, I mean, it was awesome. Like I loved it. I was around stuff and like, you don't have to be a, a brilliant musician to have a thriving and successful career in and around the music industry. You're in the music industry, you know, like, or at least, at least mostly. And, and, you know, there's, it's the, and the, the, the thing is, is when it comes to the music industry is the boy you see on stage is like barely even a piece of the tip of the iceberg. Most of it's below the surface. It's behind, it's behind the stage. It's in the back of the house. It's taking a nap in the semi, while you're while the performers are actually doing their thing, because those same people have to tear that down and set it back up the next day. So um, I think I see a lot of it. I don't I can't say that I have a ton of reference where like someone that was like a like a rock star or something like that then goes into tech. But I think that back to the very first minute of this show or maybe the second minute, I don't know. Um, where we term creativity. And I think that's why music is so important. That's why my, I want Mike my, my play music with my kids and do stuff like that because you learn how to be creative. You learn how to be confident because um, if you can stand in front of a group of people and play a guitar, you can later in life give a PowerPoint presentation. You know, it's like, and these are things that matter. And, and you know, and I, I think it's really important. So, you know, uh, so yes and no. I think that ton of people, ton of creators, ton of, of, I mean, all of it. And you look at the the modern tech companies. So any company that thrives and does well is a, well, let's go back to the term multimedia, right? I technically own a company that provides software developers to tech companies and a lot of them, right? We just sell a lot of stuff. We're a big company now, but we own Startup Hustle. And we publish videos and do a lot of stuff and share that story. So, yeah. So, yes. So, yes, maybe, and no. But you know what? But I have seen a lot of clever stuff, actually. So, we did Austin's top startups. I can't remember which month and last year. You, there's a company called Prism FM there in Austin that is venture-backed. And I just, had, just did a call with them uh, recently. They build a whole entire software management platform for uh, uh, booking for booking agents and touring artists, and and you know what? Like everyone, I everyone I know that does one of those two, it, I've actually brought it up to a few, and they're like, "Thank God, thank <laughs> God!" Like, some, thank God, someone is finally solving these problems. But it, it's these are things that you know need to occur, and I've seen. So we actually are investors, uh, full scale, as in a couple music startups. One is healthy hip hop. It's a hip hop brand. It's a healthy brand of hip hop for children has an app and content. And then we also own part of mixtape the game. So that's an app and a card game. So over a hundred thousand of those card decks, man, um, you would love mixtape. So if you're, you can't play it with two people or we play it right now, but you pull a card out of the deck or you use the app and it gives you a scenario. Like what song plays while you ride a unicorn over a rainbow? And everyone has to name a song and you can't vote for your own. And then you vote and you see who wins. And 
man, I've never learned more about people I know than playing mixtape the game. So, um, yeah, yeah, you can buy that online. I'm going to send you a copy of it, and there's an app for it too. Yeah. So, hey, you know, we so we used to play mixtapes. We used to actually allow more than two people at a time on the show, and we don't do that anymore. But when we did it before, we would always play around a mixtape, and the whoever won got to shoot our golden money gun. We have a goal, like a literally like a money gun, which it's in the other room. I actually, I mounted a GoPro on it recently. So the money, we have money gun, money gun cam as well. But if you come by and record in the studio, we still, we still fire that thing off. It's the uh, golden days of the, the, the podcast, but happy to be here now. Yeah. 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 You best the best years. I mean, now we're just, we're pretty mechanical now, you know, it's like, you know, getting a couple million downloads a year, listeners yeah, in 180 yeah, countries. Uniqueness. We're, we're doing, we're putting in the work. Yeah. And speaking of work, uh, you know, I, I got to do one little last bit of work here. I'll get in trouble at my job. And re- I got to remind you that today's episode, Startup Hustle, is brought to you by fullscale.io. We've talked enough about that today. You know where to go, reach out. Here to help you. So I, I mentioned earlier, I'm not the only host of the show, uh, but I end my shows with, the founders freestyle. And that is our chance for us to kind of sum up, you know, the time goes by so fast. I could have had this conversation for hours. Um, uh, now in regards to me not being on the host, make sure you tune in every week and listen to Lauren Conway. She's the founder of innovate her, uh, got her, that's got their 5,000th member. Um, really excited about that. And then your soon to be Southwest South by Southwest attendee, Andrew Morgans nice. uh, is the C- CEO and founder of Marknology and they help you sell stuff on Amazon. He talks about that a lot in e-commerce. So um, yeah, you can't mess Andrew when he's down there. He, I, I tell people a lot that he looks like a leprechaun and, a, and Jesus put together in one person. <laughs> so, and that's going to make you want to go look at our Instagram page and confirm that, but it's true. And if I'm wrong, message me and tell me, yeah, prove me wrong. So here we are at the founders freestyle. And you know, you are a founder. I mean, if you were like employee one, um, I mean, well, I don't, maybe you are, maybe you do own part of the festival. I don't know, but you've been with it long enough. You might as well be. So, um, you know, I know we we were all over the place, but it's the end of a snowy day here. And he, this, and he's 10 days away from this festival. He's probably delirious right now, but um, not as delirious in a few days, but all good. Well, I would imagine there's a point in the middle of that too, where you're just like ready for it to end, but you don't, you can tell me about that after we turn record off. I don't want you to get in trouble, but as we, uh, as we sum up today's show, I mean, what, what are some things that you'd like to talk about or didn't talk about or what stood out from today's conversation that you, that, that seemed like at least relatively good advice? Well, I, I love what you said um, a few minutes ago and, and where I kind of started. And it's certainly my biggest mantra when I'm talking about South by Southwest or when I'm talking about life is that the importance of creativity. And I think that, that um, uh, you know, that, that what we do at South by Southwest is that, um, you know, shows that, that creativity can flow um, from, from one industry to another, that, that um, uh, creatives in one industry can learn a ton from creatives in another industry. Um, that when you put creative people together in a very creative city and when spring is coming out, when spring is beginning to hit and uh, that metaphor of creativity there, you can arrive at some really great things. I think that, you know, another thing that we really always try to do at South by Southwest is, 
you know, showcase <clears throat> speakers, movies, bands that, that will inspire people and, and people need inspiration, inspiration, you know, uh, that, 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 the, the, um, Latin root is to, uh, give breath, right? So, um, inspiration is, is, uh, really helps that creative spirit. And it's something that, that we've specialized in for 30 years and is one of the things that's helped us survive for three decades and hopefully powers and powers us into our, our next, uh, uh, three decades. Inspiration trades at a, at a, uh, at a, at a price that is priceless. You know, it's kind of like execution. You know, it's like great ideas are everywhere, but I, I, I mean, how many do you want? Like, seriously, they're everywhere, but if you can't execute on them, you can't be a winner. Now with that, I can, I mean, congratulations on the continued success of what you guys are doing. Uh, you know, the, as far as South by Southwest, cause you mentioned tech. So if for, I know so many people that listen to the show are interested in technology, uh, March 11th through the 16th, 2022. Now look, this goes on every year. So give us three more days, Matt. Come on. Yeah. Sixteen. Well, uh, well, this, what well, this was the tech industry track. Ah, there you go. Not okay. the entire festival. So you get to go learn stuff. And then you get three days to do whatever you want afterwards. So that's really why you should go. But, you know, a couple of things, and, you know, as the world kind of reprepares for interacting again, um, you know, there's, there's such an amazing opportunity to you know, get out. If you're trying to make it happen, get out there and make it happen. It's not going to happen sitting on your couch waiting and hoping, you know, like, I mean, it does for a very subtle few, but get out there and meet people that are trying to do the same thing. And I think anytime you get, you know, the, the last actual big in-person event that I went to is right at the end of 2019, which is TechCrunch in San Francisco. Yeah. And, you know, and that, I mean, that was, that, that's a similar kind of thing. Like put yourself in the game, folks, get out and do it. Now, TechCrunch was okay. I honestly, I thought it was boring as hell, if you want to know the truth. And <laughs> oh, because I went, that's not dude, fair. It was, dude, it was boring. I, I mean, honestly, it was because I went around and I just have the same kind of conversation I have every day. Now, that's part of my job, but I wasn't excited or stimulated for it. In fact, I was like, God, I really wish there was something cool going on tonight. You can do that at South by Southwest. And, you know, it's like, and TechCrunch people, sorry, I'm just being honest. And you do some, some of it's great, but let's have more fun with it. And our, our joke with that was at the time, you know, machine learning had become such a big thing and everyone we talked to, my machine, our machine learning algorithm. So we came out of that but any, for about two months after that. My machine learning algorithm will determine which kind of dressing I'm getting on my salad today. <laughs> nice. And by the way, there's no way that all of you have machine learning in your platform. It was just a buzzword. But, but that said, you know, like I, I found business, I found opportunity. And honestly, the people from our company that I took with us accelerated their learning curve for seeing, believing and understanding it. Same thing. So take your whole company to South by Southwest. I'm a huge believer in experiential entertainment, meaning like with clients, with employees, with all of that, if I took you to see new kids on the block, you'd, you'd always remember who I was. You didn't even have to like new kids on the block. So, um, I, and, you know, I'm going to ask you one more question because I know that you're going to hate this question. So I'm going to apologize. But what's the, who is there's no way you can you probably know this after 30 years because there's so many great ones. But 
who is your either favorite performer or performance or, or a couple of the hall of fame? Um, you can, you, you can totally be biased by your own personal tastes as well. I don't hate you for that question, Matt. I am a huge, huge, uh, Bruce Springsteen fan. I've seen yes. 50 times all over the U S and all over the nice. world. All right. um, he was a keynote speaker. Um, I think 2014, um, and the story there, or, or my particular story is like, you know, I've seen Bruce in concerts so many times. Great. And I was like, I don't want to see him speak because I just think, you know, like maybe he didn't do this well and it'll ruin everything. And, you know, how wrong could I have been? That was that was before he did, did any of the Broadway stuff. He gave this incredible keynote speech where he talked about, um, you know, his inspiration, um, what his creative process is, all the bands in Austin during South by Southwest. I, I missed the whole thing because I didn't want to watch it. I watched it on video later. But um, again, one of my favorites uh, to have been at the event, uh, to have been at South by Southwest. Another one that I'm that we have speaking this year um, that we wanted to have at South by Southwest forever and ever and ever. And finally got him this year. Knock on wood that I'm not jinxing it. Neil Stevenson, um, uh, author of Snow Crash um, and many other books, um, kind of the, you know, thought up the metaverse long before uh, anybody um, at a similarly named company thought of it. Um, it'd be great to see him uh, this year at the event. But, you know, I, I mean, uh, there there are numerous others I could talk about, uh, hundreds of others of people, uh, people who I've seen, I've been inspired by, I've... Um, learned from, um, that they've, you know, uh, again, um, uh, made me want to make the event better to get more of those kinds of people, uh, in the next year. If you're interested in entrepreneur shows and things, there is an amazing four part series that HBO put out with Jimmy Iovani of, yeah. uh, he was the founder of beats by Dre and, and, uh, he, he was a sound engineer before that. And, uh, I, I stick, that's what Bruce. That's what Bruce Springsteen would yell every time any part of the recording wasn't a plus. Now, I I I hadn't listened to a ton of Bruce Springsteen, but I had utmost appreciation for the perfectionism of saying, "This is what I'm putting out with my name on it, and it's gonna be excellent." And like, he, I mean, he literally made everyone crazy there. But in the end, everyone that worked on it was like, "I'm so glad he did that." So. Yeah, I thought that was a really interesting perspective. And that's also a really cool entrepreneur story. You talk about the crossover between music and entrepreneurship and, you know, just how they created that, you know, the whole Beats headphone and, you know, uh, that made that made some people billionaires. So, <laughs> well, did. yeah, a couple. So, Hugh, thanks. This was a really fun conversation. I appreciate it. And it's a, this is, was my rare, if ever, 4.30 p.m. recording spot. So congratulations on, on getting that. Uh, Thanks for it's a, it, late in the day, Matt. It was a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, enjoy this. Anytime. Yeah. And, uh, anytime. I'm kind, I'm kind of thinking like in, in for South by 2023, we're probably going to have to bring Startup Hustle on the road and get some go. of these 5,000 speakers. We'll probably get a whole year's worth of content in like four days. So and, yeah, look like at that. how easy your life would be after that. Uh, totally, totally. I'll take like three weeks off. Uh, no. Yeah, I take three days. I take if I take three days off, I'm already getting antsy. My wife's like, "You'll never retire." I'm like, "Yeah, no, I probably." 
Well, I'm going to catch up with you down the road, Hugh. Thanks for joining me. Thank you, Matt. Great to be here. Startup Hustles brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Make sure you reach down and hit that subscribe button, then come find us on Instagram. See you next time. We do it.